here's something that you didn't know. Two of those special atomic bombs haven't gone off. Yeah, one of the hardest things, most difficult things about our league is setting a draft day and time where all comedians are not busy. You know, like it's impossible. Extremely, extremely difficult. <laughs> On top of comedy, we have our normal lives too. Right, right. But it's like, well, you know, like some people are working regular day jobs. A lot of people have shows at night. Like it's just one of those, it's such a difficult thing to set up. So um, anyway. Yeah, I'll work. We'll work around it. We'll work it, make it happen. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The gear's coming out. Look out. Oh, dude, I read the best article today about the Dolphins. I read, oh, dude. Wait, oh, oh, what is hold it? Hold on. Let's, let's, let's... They're talking about us. They have to now. I love it. Wait, wait. No, no, no. No, no, no. It was called Why, it was me... called why Your Team Sucked. Let's oh, stop. Hold look on. This. This is, you guys, we didn't start the podcast yet. Let me go fucking go live before we get into this shit. This is, we always do this. We always start before we're ready to start. Um, Big hater. No, it's good. We got to warm up. We got to get a little warm. I know. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm ready. I'm the wheels I, I think it's just better going halfway through the story. The audience is, <laughs> you know, everything. Go my my favorite run. podcasts always start that way. It's like you can tell a conversation has been happening before the before the show. <laughs> it's true. It's and better. <laughs> I should just I should just be running it live stream while I'm waiting for you guys to come in. All right. Well, we are uh, we're live on YouTube. I think. Welcome back live viewers if there are any welcome back to fantasy CTE. we got vital dejuiced and lonnie cox and i am nick masick uh thank you guys for watching and listening okay uh where were we what were we talking about lonnie talking about a great article that i read today it was called why your team sucks colon <laughs> the miami dolphins <laughs> basically just talking shit about how mike mcdaniel got hired because he had like one good interview <laughs> he had one good post game okay. interview. Um, your general man, our general, the general manager is just god awful. That's um, true. That's Tyreek true. Hill has basically no one Don't is sleep. really afraid of him anymore because the Cincinnati Bengals figured him out. Um, they drafted, they got a, they traded for a tight for a, a left tackle that doesn't have knees or elbows anymore. <laughs> They have the worst running back by committee in the entire National Football League. That could be true, though. It wasn't a good game. <laughs> and that to uh they're like, they're like, listen, you guys have figured it out. You've finally done it. You have the highest paid receiver and the most accurate quarterback who can throw six yards behind the line of scrimmage in the NFL. It was so funny, dude. I was I was like there were some points of it. I was really laughing. It was very funny. <laughs> that like, that's good that i gotta check that out are you for it but here's what I'll i'm saying too, yeah. dolphins still have better odds in beating both of your teams and going to the playoffs i'm checking it better than the cowboys and pats i mean i'll buy the cowboys i mean i'll buy the pats better than the pats um because you should beat us this year but the cowboys dude i don't think so like there's no way you have better odds of going to the playoffs than the cowboys no way dude the, the AFC is so much more stacked than it was. So many good, great players switched from NFC to AFC this past year. Like this is, there's no way. You no way you have better odds. I just believe in my fins. You're about to see something I special. <laughs> I like. You know who you look like right now? You look like Jay Ajayi with um, 
crossed with Harry Potter. That's what you look like. <laughs> it's a good look. You look it's a good. solid look. I appreciate it. I like that. it. I, yeah, it's good. He had like two 200 yard games and then never played again. Jay Ajayi was solid, man. I loved him. Eagles. Yeah, he was a great player. He did. Did he play in that Super Bowl? I don't yeah. think he, he did. He didn't he do like 190 yards or something crazy? I don't did know. He? No, he balled out. I mean, no, he, I think he had like 60 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but he played. That's yeah, that's respectable. He still only played for a couple. It's funny. You forget how these running backs will come in and pop and then be gone. And even like a good career is like seven years. Yeah, um, dude. Running back. He only played for like three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean. Like, you know, guys like what's his name? Arian Foster, who would dominate. Played eight years. That's it. <laughs> it's gone. Look at David Johnson. Done. Like we don't even talk about him anymore. Yeah. A couple dominant years, and then you know, just that's it. He's, he's mm-hmm. out of the league. So, um, speaking of that, where you guys think Christian McCaffrey's going to go? <laughs> Wait, what? Wow, what, happened? what happened? No, I just mean, do you think he's like uh, in the draft? Oh, oh, oh. oh, well, I mean, that depends on you. So we got our draft coming up on Sunday, and that's what that most of what I want to talk about is like some draft strategy stuff. But like, you think? I'm going to draft that injury-prone Christian McCaffrey. No. Get out of here. Bro. I know you're not going to. I Are you going to tell us who you're going to draft? Why not? Why would No, anyone with any common sense knows who I'm going to draft. Ah, so you're saying you're going to draft Jonathan Taylor then? Obviously. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I don't know. Because there's, there's a couple different directions. You could go... Who else is in that mix? I, I think Austin Eckler could... like. Is it, There's a very strong argument for Austin Eckler. Uh, also I, injury prone though. Not I really like to go health wise. I yeah. thought he just got hurt two seasons ago. Was it him? Two seasons ago? Year. I don't know, but he looked solid last year. He's. I think he's going to be a, a PPR monster, dude. I think he's going to be. I think Naheem, Naheem Hines is actually going to eat into some of Jonathan Taylor's catches because he's such a prolific receiver out of the backfield. I think Eckler, he could be a RB. He could be RB one this year. It's very possible. I might try some mocks with it. Not first overall pick though. Who else is in the – all right, so you got Jonathan Taylor, Chris McCaffrey. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry. So who are you looking at, Lonnie, in the fourth spot? Who are you – Eckler is a – he's a nice pick actually at four potentially for you. You know, I I don't know yet. I'm going to be honest. I have not done a lot of research coming up into this. I'm, I'm, I'm This week I'm going to start really hitting the mock drafts heavy. Yeah. But like, okay, so who's at the top of the, of the draft order this year? It's Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry – Christian McCaffrey. Who else? Austin Eckler. Um, okay. Dalvin Cook. Uh, okay. Cooper Cup. Jo- uh, All right. Jefferson. Um, Man, I'll be honest. Okay, so one thing, a piece of strategy I will admit to. Mm-hmm. I do not like taking a wide receiver in the first round, man. I really, if I, I like getting a running back, like I'm in the fourth spot. Yeah, that's a good. It's a prime. If spot. I can get a number four overall running back, I'm going to take him. Yeah, you know that's. I think that's that's what I assumed you would do. Uh, the receivers, I think, are probably more likely to go in like the eight or nine spot when like there's a bunch of running backs that are all kind of similar that you can catch on the turn. Uh, that's where I think we'll start to see some of those receivers pop off in the first round. Um, because once you like when you do the math and you're like my spot at nine. I can look, I can be like, well, there's six running backs who are all pretty much projected about the same. Right. I could take a fucking, you know, stud, right. I could take a a Jefferson or a cup if they're still there and then know I'm going to get one of those guys coming back around, whatever it is, five picks later, you know? So Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk, let's see, what do we got here? Um, Oh, let's do a little news before we get into deeper into draft strategy, a little bit of news. 
Deshaun Watson, follow up from last week. Uh, after the appeal, they ended up giving him 11 games, uh, which is a nice round number. That's very, very easy to wrap your head around, right? Remind me, what was the team that last year in the middle of the season they wanted to trade for Deshaun Watson? They were going to trade their quarterback. There was the first one. He was like the number three overall pick. They were going to trade for him in the middle of the season. What um, what team was that? <laughs> I don't remember. I'm not sure. <laughs> I have no idea. But publicly I, I think they made it public that that's public. what they wanted to do oh, and then didn't the coach wow. right after that he stopped talking with staff like right around thanksgiving yeah yeah something crazy like that. i can't remember which team it was it was a cowboys might have been <laughs> might have been i think we still had a better second half of the season than the cowboys so with all that drama going on all right that's well that remains to be seen uh how do we feel about the 11 game suspension I mean, we kind of went over this like last week in terms of like the as far as the moral justification, blah, 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 blah. Um, How do we feel about it from a fantasy perspective? Like, what is the impact of that? You don't draft Deshaun Watson high now. You don't for sure not high. But 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 before when it was six games, you would consider drafting him right up there now. I I, he's still going to get drafted, I think. Oh, he will. Because and so you're looking at a situation, though, where like you kind of have to have a team that's going to make the playoffs. So you can't burn a very high pick on him. But if you have him and you are going into the playoffs and he does come in and ball out after, you know, starting in week 12 or whatever, which I think also they have a bye week after week 11. I think they have a week 13 bye week or something. So like you're going to get him back and then lose him again. So it's like basically you're looking at Deshaun Watson for the fantasy playoffs. And that's what you're drafting him for. What scenario does that happen in? Like where you take a, maybe a Kirk Cousins, if you if you wait to draft a QB and you burn all your high picks and then you maybe take a Kirk Cousins late and you take a Deshaun Watson with your last pick. I don't know. I think it's definitely going to happen, but it shouldn't because I think it's just wasteful. Wasteful pick, dude. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I mean... It, but if you're poised for a playoff run, man, he balls. You're poised out. for a playoff run, man, and you listen. Quarterbacks in this league is going to go. It's going to be thin. Again, no, you know, I like when we have twelve. But, how many do we have this year? Fourteen or twelve? No, we're at twelve, so it's not going to be as thin as last year. If they um, have a good QB run there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the actual Browns and they're oh. just like doing well. I don't know if they'll go ahead and put a Watson in right away. Oh Maybe no! They're, emergency situation. They'll they will absolutely put him back. In. Going I don't in. know, I'm dude. A, if they make it to the playoffs, I don't know. No, I'm not talking about Watson making it to the playoffs. I'm talking about uh, fantasy. Your fantasy. No, but I'm talking about the Browns. You don't think they're oh, no, not the playoffs? Just bro. made having a good like. End no, of no the way, game. dude. I don't think they'll 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 reset. They I don't think they'll risk the contract. I know they. They, they, they pay him. him. Oh, you're saying no? Nah, they're paying him, dude. They're paying him. He's gonna play. They want to. I don't think they'll risk it, dude. I. Definitely think they play him as soon as he's ready to play. Um, he plays. He plays week remember. twelve. Whatever week he can play, he's playing. He's playing. Yeah, and also it's only halfway through their season, so the likelihood that they're out of the playoffs is very unlikely by that point. It's for fantasy. It's much. It's a shorter, obviously, season. But there, dude, there's eight. Oh, because uh, you're saying if the Browns are out of the playoffs by that point, that's what he's saying. They're not. Yeah, gonna but they won't be. It's week eleven. Yeah, they, I mean, I don't know. Zero and eleven. Oh, which, all, right. all right, so. Brown's value, though, running back value, does it drop? I say yes. No? No. I no, say- it goes up, dude. They have the best running backs in the league. They do, 
but they're going to have an anemic offense if it's Jacoby Brissett. Even if they trade for Jimmy true. G, I think it's going to be a pretty pedestrian offense. And I, I just don't, I don't think they're going to have as many possessions. I don't think they're going to get, they're going to be as high scoring of an offense. And those things have fantasy impacts. The number of possessions, the number of opportunities, those guys are great backs. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disrespecting them. With, with Deshaun, I think they're going to be, you know, superstar running backs again. I think it actually hurts their value a little bit in fantasy. I don't think so because remember one of the reasons that the Browns have been so good these last couple of years is because they probably have the best offensive line in football, right? We, we, we don't really talk about them that much, but yeah, they that year that they were put, making that big playoff push, like we really started to see even in that Steelers game that they really came alive. So Jacoby Brissett has proven time and time again that like he can run a football team, like he can win games. So if he's standing up, throwing the ball, and you're handing off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, like why wouldn't they win football games? Like I don't know about that. They have a good defense. I don't necessarily agree. I'm not saying they're not going to win football games. I think Brissett is a very good game manager, and I think he can win them some football games. I just think it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be – I think they're going to see loaded boxes. They're going to try to make Jacoby Brissett beat them with his arm. They're kind of thin at wide receivers, so I think they're going to double the shit out of Amari Cooper and be like, can Donovan Peoples-Jones beat us? I don't know. You know, that's what that's what defenses are going to do. And I know those guys are both good receivers out of the backfield, especially Kareem Hunt. They're going to find creative ways to get them involved. I just don't think they're going to score as high in fantasy as they will with Deshaun Watson. That's all I'm saying. They're going to be valuable. They're going to be good guys. They're going to be quality production guys in fantasy. I just don't think they're going to, I think they're going to score more with, with Watson. No, I get what you're saying, especially if they're in a situation where they're just going to have to be forced to throw in the fourth uh, quarter instead of just getting to run it down. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Now PPR, they might get a bunch of dump offs and that's okay too. They're like, there's, there definitely is, you know, a, a path for them to score, but um, the threat of the, the dual threat of Deshaun Watson. I mean, they're just, it's going to open things up so much for those guys when he is in, when he does come back. Also uh, the biggest, obviously implication is Amari Cooper. I think his draft stock goes way down. We agree on that. Not way down, but down. I think he drops off. Like he's. I, where was he before? I didn't have him that high last season. Maybe well, two seasons ago. He, uh, I mean, he was pretty good with the Cowboys. He, he had some. He was good. very good with the Cowboys. I had him. He was consistent. Right? I had him the year that I made it to the uh, to the finals. Yeah, yeah. He, but he that was split. two seasons ago. Last season, he definitely fell off. Last season, both he receivers for the Cowboys of kind of fell off. Yeah. yeah, their offense was not nearly as prolific. Partly because their defense was playing better, and they just didn't need to be. Um, but also, uh, what's his name was hurt, and he just wasn't saying anything. Dak. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's true, too. Um, but also, I mean, well, I guess we're not talking about the Cowboys yet, but. No, uh, yeah. Why do you why do you think we're going to talk about the Cowboys? No well, we're talking about the Cowboys. I don't know. Talking about your fucking yeah, listen, everybody wants to talk about the Cowboys. Go ahead. I'm like, why does he think we're going to. It's OK. We can talk about your Cowboys. No, no, no. It wasn't about that. I was just saying, like, the, the you know, CeeDee Lamb is uh, looking for a comeback here this year. He's a little banged up. But, yeah. you know, you're looking at. Probably, I would say Deke's last uh, Zeke's last year in a in a in a Cowboys uniform. So, you know, what does that mean? You know, you have a back kind of a I don't know. I, it's an interesting year for the yeah. Cowboys. 
I agree. So you're, you're saying right. you found another way to convince yourself the Cowboys are going to go to the playoffs? Absolutely. No, I don't know if they're <laughs> going to go. I mean, they'll probably go to the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be like. I would pick the Cowboys to go to the playoffs in the six or seven seed. Um, ah, they could win the division, though. They they could very well win that division. So between four and six. Listen, seeds, I'm going to take right. a side bet with you guys that the Cowboys don't even make the playoffs. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I might take that action. Um I gotta look at the Eagles roster. Guys are degenerate, degenerate. <laughs> I just on no other reason that I believe that the Cowboys will collapse. They're probably gonna pick up Antonio Brown, some crazy shit like that. They're not. Really? No, Jerry Jones came out and said he's like, we don't want. He said, he said, I quote, we're good. <laughs> no, listen, I heard about that too, but Jerry Jones is just some chick playing hard to get. You gotta know he wants it. He loves that kind of drama. Nah, That's, he would. Brown I, is exactly his type of player. He is. I thought, you know, if I think if he thought Brown was 100% healthy, I think he probably would make a run at him. But I think the mm. health issue is he does probably, that type of surgery, right? He's like, well, yeah, your your health ankle issue and you're, you know, crazy. Like, ju- you could be just crazy or, you know, also just banged up a little bit, but on the road to recovery, you can't be both. You got to pick one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, so we're talking about, you're talking about Zeke. This is actually good because this is one of the things uh, I want to, we're going to start talking about is draft strategies. Now, the, I was looking at it and we're talking running backs. You're talking about running backs in the first round, stud running backs. Running backs are probably like the biggest issue when it comes to drafts. And our league this year are back to 12 teams, but you have to start two running backs. So it becomes incredibly important to have quality running backs. And I'm looking, I've looking at all the teams and I think there's four different types of backfields in the NFL. You've got the stud running back, with an elite handcuff. Okay. You've got the stud running back with no real clear handcuff. You've got the two back tandem backfields, right? Like clearly a two back system where they're both going to like eat, but it's going to be kind of pretty evenly balanced. And then you got the murky backfields where we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So would you guys agree with that assessment? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a couple examples, and one of the most important things that I think about going into like these mock drafts and going into our draft is who is your who is your handcuff, if you even have an elite handcuff. So some of the examples of running back, like stud running backs with elite handcuffs. And when I say elite handcuffs, I mean guys who, if the stud running back goes down, you've got a fill-in that's almost as good. That's with the volume that he gets, you're still going to produce high point totals the elite handcuffs that i have on my list are top of the list uh madison alexander madison the handcuff for um, Dalvin cook darrell henderson i think is actually a very good he's an elite handcuff he produces at a high rate if cam Akers goes down darrell henderson is a starting running back potentially top five scoring in a each week because he's such a good he's a really good runner he's got speed and he's really good uh in the passing game these guys get work by the way they're like you know they're going to get 30 percent of the snaps anyway um but as handcuffs they're top notch khalil herbert with the bears i think is an elite handcuff to david montgomery um and jamal williams with the lions is an elite handcuff to deandre swift okay that's all I've got for elite handcuffs with stud running backs. So those are first round, probably first round talent running backs that we're talking about. No, actually, that's not true. Cam Akers is not a first round running back. Um, 
Dalvin Cook is a first round running back. Then mm-hmm. like those other guys, uh, Swift is probably going to be somewhere on the turn with the Lions. The other guys are more like third rounders. Mm-hmm. But those are guys who you like, if you draft the starting running back, you need to go get that handcuff, in my opinion. And that's one of the top things. Like as soon as you draft one of those guys, you need to fucking start looking like, where is this guy going to fall? Where do I need? Cause you can, in my opinion, you don't want to reach a lot. It's okay to reach for your handcuff a little bit, like wherever they're, if they're sitting, I don't think it benefits you that much, dude. You're really, it's more really injury insurance is what you're buying. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. But you look at these guys, man, they've all had some injury issues in the last year or two. Every one of those top four, every one of those four running backs, Dalvin Cook's missed time. Uh, Cam Akers obviously has missed time. David Montgomery has missed some games and uh, DeAndre Swift has missed games. So I think that's one of the reasons those guys are super important to have in your squad. I mean, it depends how far you're reaching, I guess. I wouldn't reach more than like three. I'm, like, I'm saying you might reach past like two other running backs to grab him, right? In, in terms of where they're ranked. Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. You're talking handcuff range, like eighth, ninth draft, like Darrell Henderson, those guys. I'm not a huge handcuff guy, to be honest with you. I'm not a huge believer in the handcuff strategy because why am I – like, yes, I understand. Here's here's, Here's my pros and my cons of the handcuff. You're pro. If one guy goes down, you've got his replacement. You know this guy is going to be pushed up into the first into the first spot here's the problem he's not going to be a first spot running back the rest of the year if you can have another guy that's maybe not as good but but he's getting first touch agree Mm -hmm. no you or or is a better running back on another team and is also a a backup sure right so i'm looking at i mean this is different i go for the points yeah before we but but we're gonna i'm gonna get into the other types the other back so those are the only four that i actually think are worth targeting for handcuffs but no would i ever take a starting running back over one of those guys no of course not i'd rather i'd always most i would usually rather have another starting running back but it's the murky backfields that i will i will go for one of those guys as a handcuff before i draft someone out of a murky backfield that's what i'm talking about like even if one of the dolphins running backs is projected higher than darrell henderson if i've got cam Akers, i'm taking henderson because that murky backfield you don't know what's going to come out of it and i'd rather have that insurance with my if it's my fifth running back you know um but those are the only four because i do agree with you in general lonnie those four guys though i think are the handcuff exceptions those are the ones that you're like "Ooh, where is he does it make sense if i can get him where it makes sense i'm 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 looking for him um now the two back combos this year i think we're gonna have a lot of two back combos um these are guys who are both gonna have value every week but if one of them goes down the other one becomes elite potentially right so the two back combos is not necessarily a handcuff situation they're both going to be valuable running backs and maybe as an rb2 maybe as a flex but if if you have both of them and either one of them gets hurt it becomes kind of like a handcuff situation so two back combos and they also are both potentially starters as like an rb2 and a flex or something like that Two back combos that we have back, like two back timeshares, Chubb and Hunt. 
Would you like to have both of those guys? I say yes. If I have Chubb, I might be looking for Hunt. Um, now, but you're going to have to burn higher picks to have these combos because these guys are both going to be drafted similar areas. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, both of them. Like, that's a great combo to me this year if you can fucking get both of them. Um, Williams and – oh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. It might sway a little more towards Javante Williams, but last year they were split time. So, again, not true. These are, None of these are true handcuffs. It's more of a timeshare. But if you can get both of them from that timeshare, it's good. Zeke and Pollard, I think, are a split timeshare. Clearly two-back system. Uh, a couple of lesser ones, uh, the Patriots guys, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. I think that's going to be a pretty clear two-back system. Um, Gibson and Robinson uh, with the Washington Commanders, Antonio Gibson and their rookie Brian Robinson. Probably two-back. Not, I'm not excited about that backfield, but, it, you know. You're going to get one, maybe get the other. Travis Etienne and James Robinson. Pretty good. Etienne could end up being the stud, but I think it's probably going to be more of a timeshare. And Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker for the Seahawks. I like the idea of having both guys. Now, your bye week might be a little bit tough, but in those two-back systems, again, if it just kind of falls that way to you, I kind of like the idea of having both. What is your take on that? Would you rather diversify or would you want both in the two-back system? I was going to say diversify, man. It's like stocks, bro. It's not worth it. Especially on your bye weeks, though. It hurts you just that little bit more that you're going to have to find. Uh, you have one less piece on your bench to work with mm-hmm. or that. It's just, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it because you, mo- I don't know. There are really not that many superstars. There's a lot of parody in the league now. So right. like, you can get almost the same value similar somewhere else and on another team. So you don't have to risk that bye week shit. The only one to me that sounds viable at all is Hunt and uh, Chubb. Like the only yeah. one that I would really go for both, if you could. Not is that Hunt and Chubb. could. But both, you're not going to get both of them. I'm sorry. Those are both, each one of them are elite running backs. They would, both of them would be starters on great NFL teams. Once one time, the other one if your draft falls the right way, you can still get both those guys. Uh, what about <laughs> you could potentially you could it could work out. What about Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon? It's not I, the same as you're not talking about two. I mean, Kareem Hunt is a starting running back on any other football team in the, in, in the NFL. I think this year with those two guys, from what I've heard, because of the Packers kind of receiver situation. Aaron Rodgers, he said both those guys could end up with 50 catches each. Dude, when I heard him say that, my ears perked right up. I'm like, wait, you're telling me I could get two guys from the same team with 50 catches? That's 50 extra points in PPR each? And then if one of them goes down, boom, you got a first rounder. Who said this? Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. That guy's on hallucinogenics. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, I <laughs> doubt he's really even – was he actually throwing to these guys? Like. I think, I mean, I know it's for your, yeah, whatever. You're right. But I do, but their offense, I think is going to dictate that they will throw to those guys, both of them a lot. And I think they both could be elite. So I'm not saying like you have to, you should go for broke and reach hard for this. But if, if one of those combos kind of falls into place, I, you, you like diversifying. I like the idea of a good tandem. I like the idea of Zeke and Pollard actually. Um, and the other thing that the tandem does is it protects you from touchdown vulching vultures, right? Like if you yeah, have if these, if you're playing them together every game, which is still, isn't that a little risky? That shit makes my balls hurt to think about. I would do that. 
I would do that for some of these. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you're talking, we have two flexes and two running back spots to play. Pollard and Zeke, I would play both of them. Chubb and Hunt, I would play both of them. Hunt, Hunt, uh, Dylan, and what's his name? I would play both of them. Dylan and Jones, I'd play both of them. I See this, Williams and Gordon, I would play both of them. This is what I'm saying. I think these are both viable situations. Somebody did that. Somebody did that last year in our league. Who was it? Yeah. No, it happened a couple times, man. Um, there were a couple times where I actually ended up playing Swift and Jamal Williams. Yes. It worked out pretty well. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, they both got hurt at the same time. That sucked because Williams is an elite fucking handcuff. But he's that that was more of a timeshare last year. This year, I think it's going to be more Swift is one. Jamal Williams is a handcuff. But it it has worked. I got 25 points from both of them one week. Um, so you're, you're not, you don't have to hedge your bets about touchdowns. You're like, I'm going to get the running back touchdowns. I know I'm going to get the running back touchdown points. One of them scores 30, one of them scores 15. I get my 45. Like that's, you know, that's nice. I think the Patriots backfield, uh, potentially depending on matchups and how they deploy them. Um, I mean, not necessarily every week, but now that they could be interesting. All right. Um, Where would you place the Patriots backfield? Stay away from the Patriots backfield. They are a siren whistling you into the coast. They always do it. I really just wanted to hear Nick say murky backfield. Every (laughs) year. That's what I want my uh, next sex tape to be called. Murky backfield. Ooh, that's good. Murky backfield. That's a good name for your team, actually. (laughs) Oh, it might be. That might be murky backfield. We got it. I mean – and those those murky backfields, the Dolphins are like one A for murky backfields. Um, I think the Chiefs have a murky backfield. Who else? Who else has got the murky backfield? The Raiders kind of have a murky backfield. The Packers have a murky backfield too. So. Not anymore. This I think Damian. What's his name? Just retired. I know that makes that's why it's not murky this year. It's going to be oh. Harrison Stevenson. I think. Yo, you're as delusional about them as bloody as the Cowboys. This is conversation going to get. Listen, I am not delusional about the Cowboys anymore. You guys witnessed the. Tr- I'm a changed man. <laughs> I'm still a little bit delusional about the Patriots. No, but I'm not. I mean, you okay? Listen, you grew up like there's no more dragon to chase for you, Nick. Yeah. Like you already, you were the you won what five fucking Super Bowls in ten years? Like <laughs> it's over for you. Yeah, that's it. You're never having that again. You know what I mean? It's all downhill from here. I know. It's all downhill. Yeah. Your dragon is over. It's like me with the Cowboys. It's over. I like believe- it's never happening again. Yeah, I, I lived the great. I, I'm I'm resigned to the fact that they're just going to be. Missing. Listen, the way that the NFL is built these days, that stuff is not going to exist. There are no more dynasties in the NFL. That's over. Yeah, people. <laughs> well, people said that when the Patriots started winning, though. They, they yeah, but no, but it really is different now because of the way that the contracts work, and it's it's yeah. almost impossible to yeah, keep right. teams together. Yeah. Okay, let me. So I got a question. One more follow up question about the running back situations. The elite running backs who who have a murky uh, a murky handcuff. Those are the those are the tricky ones. So, would you consider if you're on the fence about two guys like Najee Harris? We don't really know if he has a good handcuff. That's going to be a murky handcuff situation. Najee Harris. No, we do, don't we? I thought Benny Snell's balling at camp. We think that, but do you do you trust Benny? Doesn't Snell? he have another running back too? Didn't they just yes. draft some guy? Yes, they do. That's my whole point. <laughs> exactly. You don't know who to pick. Yeah. What's his know? name? I don't know. I don't remember his name. I thought he was good. I thought he was really good in college. I'm trying to remember his yeah, name, man. No, he was. So 
but that's my point. Najee Harris and who else? I don't know. I'm not going for either of those other guys as a handcuff. Like you avoid them. Najee Harris doesn't have a clear handcuff. Derrick Henry doesn't, I don't think, have a clear handcuff. You're, you're talking about household names. Those four guys are household names that are your elite handcuffs. Do you think those other running backs without the clear cut elite handcuff? Uh, Jonathan Stewart doesn't have, right? Um, who? Jonathan Taylor. Sorry, Jonathan Stewart. Oh, okay. Jonathan Taylor. No clear cut handcuff. Um, so are you less prone to look at those guys if you're on the fence? Would you rather have a guy who has a clear cut handcuff? No, nah, you don't care about that at all. All right. It's good to know. Let's put it this way. They don't have a handcuff for a reason. Yeah, they are healthy. You're talking about guys who are usually healthy. They are they are the guys they're healthy and they're gangsters. They're gangsters, yes. Yeah, I agree. Um but those are a lot of, and it's a lot of the Christian McCaffrey. He doesn't have a fact. Who knows? Who knows? It's mostly the stud running backs that don't have a clear cut. Saquon Barkley, we don't, which he's a little bit of a risk, but I hear he's healthy. You're not going to look for his handcuff. Um, so a couple different things to think about. What else we have? Um, I think the most important thing. Oh, do you guys have any specific? I have some a list of things. But when you're thinking about drafting, because you guys have done multiple different leagues, different things. What are you looking at this week with like our league or with other leagues? What are you taking into consideration before you draft? Some strategies, some ideas, some thought process. You don't have to give me, I'm not asking if you're like specific, like I'm going to target this guy, but like, you know, advice to the, to the viewers. I don't know, man. Just have a plan, have a plan, have contingency plans about like uh, where you're going to be and the people who will most likely be in that area. And then Mm -hmm. I don't know, because like where you, your pick is not going to be there. Like something's going to happen. So someone's going to be like rogue and it's like, yo, why would you do that? They will do that. Like, and Correct. then you got to make sure you have a backup for shit. So you're not, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I think a very viable way to draft is, is honestly to pretend that you're like a general manager. And it's like, what do you need? What positions do you need? What's the highest value positions for you specifically? Like I value certain positions over others that most of like fantasy football world does not technically agree really agree with me but it it works well for me every year so what's an example what's one of the positions you value more maybe than so i am a guy that i if i have a an elite there's three of these guys in the nfl but if there's an elite quarterback available in the second round he's coming home with me like i am taking usually and you know me i've done this the last two or three years if pat mahomes or a Lamar Jackson or a guy like there is sitting in the second round, yeah. he's coming with me. So um, I'm usually the first or the second guy, a Josh Allen, a guy that's like a dual threat that's going to pick up yards on the ground and through the air, but also be like very, very prolific through the air. Because mm-hmm. I can wait and get – if I miss him, I miss him. And then I can get – I can always get Kirk Cousins in the sixth. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. those guys will be there. But um, – yeah, like that's kind of been my strategy. But then again, like you see how my mind is working. Like if those three guys aren't there, I move on and I take the Cooper Cups, the Adam Thielens, like the high volume catchers because we're a PPR league. We have to draft a little bit differently mm-hmm. than you would draft in other leagues. Like so an Adam Thielen, who might not be the greatest, flashiest receiver in the world, is definitely ranked a little bit higher than, say, a like um, 
I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm struggling range, to come up with an example yeah, right his, now. His range is. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else is around him. I know what you're saying though. Like the high. Uh, Brandon Cooks is actually a really good example of a high volume receiver who gets mm-hmm. a lot of catches. Um, and he's yeah he he's not like really highly. Where's Brandon Cooks now? He's still in Houston. Yeah, he's in Houston. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, he produces though. He's, he just keeps producing. And, yeah, and, dude, he just keeps losing the fucking Super Bowl, and it's not his fault. Poor guy. He's so young though, man. You forget how young Brandon Cooks is. Dude, I remember a story about him one time, man. That I don't know if it was true enough. And they, they you know, they like sometimes they say things in passing when you're watching, like the commentators will say thing. But I remember them saying him winning some like state track event when he was ten years old, beating like seventeen and eight year olds. Like that's how he's been fast forever since he was that young. And I believe it. You just watch him. Well, all right. So uh, that's a really good point, though, about the quarterbacks. Um, and I like I, I think the main thing, like I like what you, both of you guys are saying, like you got to be flexible. You got to be ready to to make an uh, to call an audible. Um, don't get fixated on your guy for two reasons. One, because somebody else might take him and then you have to change what your strategy is. But the other thing, and this has happened to me before, where I thought I knew who I wanted to take at a certain spot. And then somebody fell to me. You were talking, that's what you were saying. Mm-hmm. The like, keep an eye on the guys you don't think are going to be there because if they are boom, throw your strategy out the window. Like I'm going, you know, if the best Jefferson, yeah, dude, if Jefferson's available in the second round, you know, like, what? are you kidding me? Like, uh, how could you pass that up? Even when you think you're going to take, uh, you know, somebody else, like, like a Tyree kill or something. And then, but like, dude, Jefferson's there. Like, go get Jefferson. You know, like, don't get fixated on your guy. Be flexible. Be open to what could possibly fall to you. That's something. Um, and then- also, this whole thing of like your guy, your team. Like, this is not. We're not rooting for your team here, right? Oh no, that's like yeah, don't. Uh, there was one guy I remember when we did this league the first year that got like a bunch of Eagles guys in the first round, and I'm like, Dude, all right, all right, go for it, man. Please. <laughs> By all means. Oh, he drafted like four Eagles and his team was the worst. <laughs> so bad. Um, so, but along those lines, you're talking about quarterbacks. Our league, so this is one of probably the most important thing other than generally being flexible and being ready to make an audible whenever you need to. I think one of the most important preparation things is to know your league scoring rules and know your rosters. Uh, so how many... Guy, how many position of guys of each position are you allowed to have there? Cause there are position limits. How many do you have to start? You know, because if you only have to start one running back and there's like three flex positions, which is what one of my leagues is like, you don't have to get that many running backs. You could get by with like two or three running backs, but we have to start two every week. Um, so, and then, and then this, when it comes to the scoring, it's like, that's really important. How is the scoring different? Our big plays. Uh, so we have some big play bonuses. I like some, our defenses can score a little bit more, but they can also lose points if they get blown out. So, um, and then quarterbacks passing touchdowns are worth five points in our league. That extra point for a passing touchdown sort of levels the playing field a little bit, for a guy like a Brady or a Rogers who aren't going to rush for a bunch of yards or touchdowns, but they are maybe going to throw for more. So it, the dual threat quarterbacks are still the most valuable, of course, but the other guys, the guys who just throw a lot of touchdowns, the Kirk cousins, even they have, they have significant value. So it's, I think 
when it comes to that stuff, you got to know your league's scoring system. You got to know where the bonuses, the extra points can come from. Um, and then how about this? I don't know if this is going to play into your decisions at all, guys, but we're going to do potentially one keeper again next year. Uh, if everything kind of stays the same, more or less with the league. One guy you can keep in place of your first round draft pick. Is that going to influence, you? probably not you, Vital, because if you take Jonathan Taylor, he's a great keeper going down the for a while, probably. Lonnie, is that going to impact your decision in the fourth pick? Are you going to look at a guy maybe who you like this year, but also for future years? Mm, not particularly, no. No, that's not going to sway you from like Eckler no. to, uh, to Henry or whatever. A Najee Harris versus a Derrick Henry, maybe? Younger? maybe more productive. The Steelers could be better going down the stretch. You know, I think you just the- try to win now because you don't know if it actually is going to be a keeper. League. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big now. thing. I don't know. But I mean, but in, in the fourth spot, like, let's say you're looking at Najee Harris and Derrick Henry, and they're both projected similarly this year. But like Derrick Henry is going to have a shorter shelf life than Najee Harris. You might not want to keep Henry next year. You might want to keep Najee Harris again. If you, especially if you win the league and you are drafting 12th, because we're also going to do inverse draft order too. So would you rather keep, keep a Najee Harris for your 12th for first, you know, your first round pick is the 12th pick. That looks pretty well, juicy. Isn't 12th going to go to the winner? Yes, that's what I'm saying. If you win, that won't league, be Lonnie. You won't have to worry about. Well, it's not. I mean, this is all <laughs> hypothetical. It's all hypothetical. I was just sorry, wondering. guys. I'm just. I'm just remembering. Have I ever done worse than the two of you? So ever. We always get you back in the podcast contest, though. You do get me back with the with the with the fucking tattoo, which is ridiculous. Like everyone's always like, when they see the thing, they're like, "Oh, did you lose your fan?" I'm like, "No, I did better than everybody else that tattooed me." Every single year. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's this is our own little fantasy thing, though. That's like you lot you did well in the league, but no, Vital's gone fuzzy. There he is. <laughs> you do well in the league, but this is this is listen, the higher level competition. That is true. <laughs> I mean, we're picking everything. So um, but yeah, so that's it. Big play bonuses, defensive scoring, stuff like that. L- learn your league the scoring system for your league before you go into that draft. Cause especially if you're in multiple leagues, you got to know what half PPR, full PPR, you know, dynasties, its own thing altogether. Keeper leagues. We don't even do that. So really yet. Here's one I thought about uh, actually this year. How do you feel about, you know, cause towards the end, depending on your tight end situation, you might be drafting a tight end later. Um, your kicker, you're definitely taking a kicker late probably if you're looking at kickers and you're like, I don't know, they're all fucking the same, right? Like who knows who cares? I'm looking for a kicker with a decent offense. I, one thing I started looking at was I kind of want a kicker that doesn't have the same bye week as my quarterback. Cause I don't always take a backup quarterback and I never take a backup kicker. I don't want to have to drop anybody because my quarterback and my kicker are both on buys the same week. That would be stupid to me if, if it's avoidable. It's something I looked at this year. I started paying attention to because um, then you might have to drop like your handcuff running back or something like that, you know? 
Um, and also tight ends, another one of those. If you're not taking a, a second tight end, if you don't have a backup tight end, those are all such positions where like, I might just take one of each of those guys and I don't want their bye weeks to happen. I did one mock draft where all three of them, my quarterback, my tight end, and my kicker all had the same bye week. And I was like, ah! <laughs> like I can't let this happen. You handcuffing everyone, Nick. You don't see how this thing, this all goes together. Like mm. <laughs> Now you're like freaking out on bye weeks. Like. <laughs> I know, but dude, what are you going to do if your quarterback, your kicker, and your tight end all have the same bye week? You're just going to fuck like how you're going to have to drop three guys to to fill in for them, or are you just going to mail it in and not not take the L that week? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I, I just it was one of those things. I was like, this was avoidable. Like this was easy. Like I didn't because I wasn't like getting an elite tight end. I was picking between like three guys who are all pretty much the same. Same with kickers. I was like, you know, my quarterback. I was deliberate about who I wanted there. But like when it came to the tight ends and the kickers. I could have picked one of like three guys. I could have easily picked different bye weeks for each of those guys. So I guess, yeah, I'm very I, disloyal with kickers anyway. I'll pick them up, drop them. That's know. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 They're fickle, <laughs> fickle bunch with the, with the kickers. All right, let's go. Uh, the last thing, um, is there anything else where you guys have preparation for the drafts for people tell people to remind them as they go into draft season? Got anything else you want to run up? I'm going to take a shot on some defenses. That helps out sometimes. If you're in a position, don't forget some Buffalo probably do really well this season. Mm. Take gamble on them over that shitty uh, W3 wide receiver. (laughs) Uh, Lonnie loves the defenses. Our league defenses can score high. You're you're the defensive guru, Lonnie. What do you think? What uh, defense is going to be your like? Again, like it's this is not the thing that can like make it or break it for you. It will boom you. It won't bust you, right? Like your defense is not going to fuck you over and lose you your league for the most part, mm-hmm. but it can win you some games, right? So mm-hmm. um, there's only a couple defenses that are like that every year, right? You only got four or five defenses. And let's be honest, like you got to be lucky. Like a lot of it is luck. Yeah. Um, there's always defenses that come out of nowhere that you don't expect to be good. And then they are. So, or do I happen to draft that team every single year? <laughs> now, here's the thing. Okay, all right, Vital. I saw the handler, <laughs> but let's just go back. Let's just go back through the record. Okay, let's just do it. Let's just go back. The first year of our league, the Patriots, who had let me just remind everyone the greatest fantasy football season a defense of that has ever had. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the Colts. Okay. An all-pro linebacker, an all-pro defensive tackle, and a, a, a bunch of pro ballers that said, anyway, and then last year, the Browns. Anyway, we'll move Browns, on. Were the Browns, <laughs> did you use the Browns all season last year? I did. Did you? I did. Were they pretty good? They were pretty good. They were pretty good. Mm-hmm. They were pretty good. Pretty You're fantastic at drafting defenses, but you know, here's the thing. You still end up losing like us the rest of the season with the <laughs> head attack. Listen, I lose in the playoffs at the end. I lose almost at the cusp. Wait, where's your trophy? Where's your dick trophy? Oh, I want it so fucking bad. I want it so bad, dude. Oh, man. I can't. Oof. Man, I want this. <laughs> I want it so bad. None of us have won. None of the podcasts. No, it's won. bullshit. No. I mean, we've only had the other one last year. We only have had, it. what, three years? Is this the third This is the year? third year. We're going into the third year, right? Or no. Going into the second, it could be the fourth. This is the fourth year. It's the third year of the podcast. Fourth year, fourth of year of the league. Fourth year yeah. of the league. So, yeah, we've had three years, three different. It was who was it? I think did Elena win the first year? Yeah, uh, and then Steve the second year, and then Terzo last year. So we have two former champions still in the league. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Oh man. I want, I kind of want one of us to win it, but uh, also I don't want you guys to win it. So. I'm going to win it this year for you guys. I promise. I got this. I'm doing it for Dude, us. Dude, I have been planning my podcast, my post podcast after becoming league champion for ye- literally for years. Like I have the outfit, I have the shit talking, like it's all ready to go. So it's right next to your speech oh, for when the man. Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Again, right? Dude. Imagine, um, dude, imagine if I win fantasy football and the Cowboys win the Super Bowl and I don't have to get tattooed that year. Vital would just have to quit. Vital's becomes a hockey fan. I would not show up to that podcast. Yeah, you're done. You're done, dude. You're going to become a fucking St. Louis Blues fan. Like, you're done with the sport of football. Let's do it. I got to say, I'm really uh, knowing how much you've planned for. I am really looking forward to seeing all that 10 years from now. Um, Listen, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be 10 years. I'll have even more. So worth the wait. So worth the wait. (laughs) All right. Let's real quick before we get out of here. Let's go through uh, one thing I wanted to go through is fantasy breakout candidates. These are guys I, you know, pulled some a lot of this off of a list um, that I read online. Fantasy breakout candidates. Let me let me get a. We're just going to do a quick yes or no from from you guys. All right, for each team, fantasy breakout candidate. Uh, start with the Bills. Gabriel Davis, wide receiver. Gabriel Davis. He was the number three last year. He's going to be the number two wide receiver for the Bills this year. High power. Sure, why not? I love the Bills. Yeah, you think he's going to be a good breakout candidate? I'm a big yeah. fan. I love the Bills. Big Josh Allen guy. Number two, he's the number two. He's big body, fucking tore it up in the playoffs. He might get a boom game, but everyone gets a so boom you're game. You're saying no to breakout or yes to breakout year? No to breakout. Okay. All right. Tua for the Dolphins. Yes no. to breakout year, no to breakout year, fantasy-wise. No. Fantasy. No. Mm-hmm. No breakout year. Okay. No. Um, Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots. Mm, yes, I'm gonna say yes. Vital? I'm gonna say absolutely not. The Patriots are gonna suck this year. I say yes. Uh I say I agree with Tua is a no. Gabe Davis, I think, is a yes, also. Uh Elijah Moore with the Jets. Yeah. Right I think, yeah, he relied on him a lot last year. He's a just like in situation. He wasn't even healthy all last year, and he's still yeah. he carried my team during the playoffs in my dynasty league. Yeah. I say yes. Lonnie? I agree. Sure. He's he's apparently been balling it like clear number one receiver. He might be like the next Antonio Brown. He's a ball in all the good ways. In the good ways. Well, this might be his last season. He's getting up there. <laughs> Who, Elijah Moore or Brown? What are you talking about? Elijah Moore is he's a second year guy. Second year? Third year. Third year. Third year. Okay. Second year. No, this is his he's going into his second year. Elijah is Moore. His second team. Yeah. Is it, no. Is no. Jets. Okay. He's a Jets. Second year. He's going to be their stud wide receiver one on a bad offense, but I think he still produces. Okay. Uh, Ravens, Rashad Bateman projected as their number one receiver this year. Breakout year? No. Yes or no? I guess. Who else do they have? Hollywood's gone. Yeah. Has mm-hmm. to. If they're good, he's going to be good. Yeah. I say yes. I say yeah. yes. He's going high. Take the chance. Um, uh, Cincinnati, it was hard to find a Cincinnati breakout player because a lot of them are already established. The one that they listed was uh Chris Evans, the backup running back who they just drafted. Uh no, I think yeah. it's too many pieces. Of- They're already too loaded yes. to have a breakout, I think, of anybody. Yeah. I don't, you know, unless maybe I don't know who their tight end is this year, but someone gets hurt, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, because they traded that tight end to uh, the Jets, I think, right? Well, maybe they're tight end, but I think they're just gonna feed those receivers and Joe Mixon. Um, okay. Browns 
David Njoku is their breakout candidate. Yes, Dude, or no? I love David Njoku. I used to watch him play live. I'm a yeah. big Njoku fan. I wish him all the best. I love him. Jacoby Brissett. But is he the starting tight end? Yeah, he's the starting. They have Harrison Bryant waiting in the wings, who is a pretty highly drafted. He's like in his second or third year, super talented. The thing is, is that they 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 split time. The last couple of years, like Njoku was never really like the clear cut tight end starter. I don't know if he's he's made. They also I know they just re-signed him. I know that Njoku just just... signed him. They signed him to a starting tight end contract. Okay, then great. I say yes. I say he breaks out because that- let me tell you what I've watched a lot of football in my life, and maybe this is just like the fan in me. But when I watched Njoku run like live, yeah. and I was like, "Man, that guy! He's like a horse. He's real fast. Like he is way faster than his size." Yeah. And uh, I've yeah. always been a huge Njoku fan, so I'm gonna say yes. It's probably not gonna happen, but I'm gonna say yes. I say yes. I, I say yes. So. I think if anybody if anybody does well in an offense with a you know backup QB, it's the tight end, right? He's a, he's a safety valve, especially as talented as a guy. One hundred percent, dude. And I think Jacoby percent, like he's so slow, dude. He's gonna be in trouble in the pocket. Like, but also when Deshaun Watson comes back, like Deshaun Watson is oh. built like Injoku is built for that kind of offense. Right. He's built for both spreading the plays. Yeah. So I think he's he's fine before Watson comes back, and then he could explode after. I say breakout candidate, yes. Um, the uh, who else we got? Oh, okay. So, and then the uh, Steelers breakout candidate George Pickens, rookie wide receiver, showing out in preseason. Yeah, he's been balling. Uh, I think so. Breakout candidate, yeah. You like it? I say. I mean, it all depends on Kenny Pickett, who I'm yeah. very not sold on. I'm not sold on their quarter. Yeah, that's what I'm not sold on. I say no because they also still have Chase Claypool and uh, their other receiver, who's on one of my teams, so I should know his name, but I forgot. Uh, uh, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, who they just extended two years. I say George Pickens, good year. I they have know. great receivers. Like the, great receivers. The, the Steelers are a good team. Yeah, yeah. Pat Freermuth is another guy. Actually, that might be their more better uh, breakout candidate. Their tight end. Mm. Freermuth is an interesting late round tight end flyer. These rookies like to get off strong. Isn't Freermuth the one that fucked you over, Vital? Like, didn't you need him to score like three points one night and he only <laughs> yeah, scored two? I think it was. Which one? Freermuth, the, the tight end for the Steelers. Fuck somebody. Oh, dude, I remember. I just dropped him the next day. I was furious. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I think I burned it for my mom. Yeah, that was. Didn't, wasn't that when you were matched up against me? Didn't you lose to me? Yeah, it was lots of bullshit, dude. And I let. I, I, I know we have to go. But Vital, I just got to remind you. I, you know what I need to do is I oh. need to buy a Vital a Mac Jones jersey because dude, <laughs> that that was special. Like that was literally like divine intervention. My season is on the line. It's over. I'm done. I'm going home. I warm up the bus. I, I needed to throw get three points. Like like. Two completions, yards, dude. He gets the lowest amount of yards in NFL history. I, I just it's beautiful. The snow game. I and I watched every minute of it, begging for one throw. Have some dignity, <laughs> so dude. Funny. And that was the Monday night game too. I think it was too. Wasn't it? Was, it? Like, yeah, there was no dude, escape. I, remember, I could watch nothing else. Uh, I was watching that. Was was were one of you guys watching that with me at Spanx that night? No, I was at Thank You Miami that okay, night. Okay, all right. I was freaking out a little. I remember. So, <laughs> I remember texting you guys both. I was like, "This is so good. This, oh. this is really happening." 
Um, I could have picked anyone else. <laughs> literally any quarterback. Our worst QB picks that week blew him out of the water. <laughs> like fucking. Oh my god! In a he, winning effort, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, and they won right. <laughs> they, they won the game. Oh. <laughs> Oh fuck! All right, okay. Let's finish our breakout candidates real quick because we're gonna we're gonna see these guys on our draft board in less than one week. Um, Cortland Sutton, Broncos. Dude, I've been a big Cortland Sutton fan since he was in college. Mm-hmm. I hope this is uh, his year. I don't believe in the Broncos, so no. What about Jerry Judy? What happened to him? He's fine, right? He didn't He's get right suspended. there. So both of those guys are actually uh, breakout candidates for that. They're good, and okay. they're and they're actually their tight end as well. So. Um, no, no, no offense is gone. Who? No, no, Albert Okumwungabalunga. I don't know. That was bad. I think you apologize. Got it. <laughs> I think that was accurate. <laughs> I apologize to the uh, Broncos organization for mispronouncing. He's supposed to be really good and really fast and really talented. They traded t- uh, Fant for a reason. So um, any one of those guys could be a breakout candidate. I think one of them will be, but I don't know which one it's going to be. Um, I think they'll all actually be pretty good. Russ likes to spread it around a little bit. Sky Moore. Uh, or Mecole Hardman for the Chiefs. Sky Moore, the rookie, supposed to be really fast. Mecole Hardman, we know he's fast. Either of those guys. Yes. Yeah, so one of them's going to pop. Is that, the, is that the breakout or is it Juju? Juju is not being projected as a breakout because he's had big years before. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the, like the, the probably what, what they look at in terms of breakout. Sure, makes sense. So, um, All I know is that Juju fucked me over many a year. So. No, oh, I I wouldn't take him anywhere near the, the maybe the middle rounds. Maybe I don't I don't I want oh, a Chiefs receiver, but I don't trust any of them. That's where I'm at. Kelsey, first second rounder, no problem. Yeah. Absolutely, all the rest of the Chiefs receivers. I think they're all going to have good games, but I don't trust any of them. So, as a flyer and a fill in flex for a bye week, throw in a Chiefs receiver maybe, but I I'm just not sold on any of them. Derek Carr breakout season for the Raiders. If not now, then when? Uh, I mean, I don't know. He just no. got some games where he's gonna suck, dude. But he's also gonna pop a couple of games. I think he's gonna keep being Carr as a season. As as far as the season goes, though, you don't think much better than any other one. No. All right, Lonnie. I'm sorry, dude. I got distracted by a text message from my fucking mom. Uh, what, what were you guys saying? Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. Breakout season. I no. say yes. You guys Oh, well, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Devontae Adams. I say yes. I say yes. They're going to, and they're going to have to sling it to keep up in that division, too. They're going to be in some shootouts from a fantasy standpoint. I say Derek Carr is a breakout candidate. Yes. Um, Josh Palmer. The slot receiver for the Chargers, he looks like the clear number three slot receiver in what is probably going to be a very high-powered offense. Fast, catches the ball well. They're going to put up a lot of points. Josh Palmer is a sleeper. I actually have – I picked him up in Dynasty. I've been sitting on him since last season. Um, Breakout candidate, third receiver in a high-powered offense. Chargers also probably going to be in a lot of shootouts. What do you think? Breakout? The Chargers are supposed to all be this great team that's always like about to be great. So I don't know. They're not. No, listen, I not a great team necessarily, but a really pro like high scoring offense fantasy wise. Yeah, they have a lot of players. I know. Yeah. So he's basically like looking at you're looking at the Tyler Boyd of the Chargers. Um, 
I'm no, with you because of all those shootouts is what I'm saying. Yeah. The shootouts. I definitely think they're gonna just end up being in those situations. Like, yeah. I I think he's gonna be a he's gonna have a breakout season worthy of maybe a flex spot. Um, especially in deeper leagues. Okay, moving on to the NFC. We're gonna keep uh, powering through this. Cowboys breakout. Dalton Schultz or Tony Pollard? Maybe both. I don't know, man. Dalton Schultz, like, I just never really like. I don't think he's ever really quite caught on. This might be the year, right? Um, Tony Pollard breakout year. What do we think? Didn't Tony Pollard have his breakout year last year? Kind of. I mean, that's this is who they. I he could have a bigger year though. He did really well last year, but I. Right. Is this the year that he becomes like the number one guy, basically? Right. Oh, they're going to use him a lot in the passing game, too, right. with Gallup hurt to start the season. They're, they're talking about lining him up in the slot. Fantasy scoring wise, I say Tony Pollard has a breakout year. I say yes. I just want to reiterate how sad I am that we wasted Ezekiel Elliott's career. But uh, anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> We're not. We can talk about that. Not more. the first superstar you wasted. It's fine. Let's right. go. Uh, let's all right. Eagles breakout candidate, uh, Devontae Smith. Second year, yes, absolutely. Yes, I say yes. Also, playing opposite AJ Brown, which is going to help, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, read Giants breakout candidate, Kadarius Tony. Tony. Yes, yeah, I don't think anyone on the Giants is breaking out. I think Kadarius Tony is a breakout. I'm gonna say no, no, okay. You can say no. I think he has the sophomore slump this year. Mm. Uh, Kadarius Tony seems like a big. Idiot. I don't know how, like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how hard he's training. Uh, I say no. Okay. All right. Uh, just quick note on that. Daniel Jones yesterday in the preseason game, the second preseason game, which is arguably the most important one for the starters. Daniel Jones, 14 for 16 on his pass attempts last night. So decent showing. Yeah, but he wait till he gets under some pressure. He's gonna fumble it, probably. Like, what are his turns? He, I always see him fumbling, dude. Like, <laughs> He's sad. Of- yeah, doesn't he have the most fumbles over the, his the course of his career than anybody it's else? Something crazy, fumble? dude. I think he like, does. It's a lot. Um, uh, Washington Commanders, Jahan Dotson, their rookie wide receiver, probably gonna be the number two guy opposite Terry McLaurin. Do we like him as a breakout candidate? I don't know anything about him. I don't know either. He's fast. He's young. Whatever. I'll say maybe. He's um, looked at their one. I don't know. Bears, Cole Komet, tight end Cole Komet. I've heard good things about him. He's a guy who I'm looking at. If I if I don't get a tight end early, maybe mid rounds. He's um again, weak offense, young quarterback. He's the guy who's probably going to be not affected by that. If anything, maybe see more targets because of that. I say yes, breakout candidate, Cole Komet. You guys like him? No? Yes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. He's the clear cut starter this year, too. They're not, they're not doing any Jimmy Graham in the end zone in the red zone nonsense. <laughs> so um Lions. You got their rookie, Jamison Williams. I say the breakout candidate for the Lions is their whole team. The Lions' whole team is my breakout candidate. For the, what do you think? <laughs> Lions going to have a breakout season? I mean, can Jared Goff have one? <laughs> He's been to the Super Bowl. I say, oh, yeah, I guess Lions... that's. <laughs> well, you think, well, go. You say no. You think they're going to be the same as last year? I say they yeah. break out and they surprise a lot of people. I think fantasy wise, a lot of guys get better this year. Lonnie? Probably not. It's just yeah. such a tough division. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, 
something in the water, dude. They're not going to make it. <laughs> mm, all right. They just don't uh, have the talent. They still what? They just don't have the talent. They don't have the like. I don't know, man. They, they have some good. talent. They got some talent. This Every year. NFL team has talent, dude. I'm just saying, like, like if line. you were, if you look at, like, even the, like, look at the Chargers versus the Detroit Lions. Like, can you guys name me three guys off the Detroit Lions defense? No, no chance. No, I can't. That's right. But maybe at the end of the season, we'll be. Um, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. So, all right. Packers, AJ Dillon, breakout candidate. Yes or no? No. I think the Packers hit a slump this year, too. Mm, okay. I think yes. I say AJ Dillon has a breakout. Even if the Packers hit a slump, I still say AJ Dillon has a breakout year. Better than all of his previous years. Lonnie, AJ Dillon, believer. Sure. Yeah. Sure. He's going to be running hard in the snow and the cold weather. It's, I think he's going to be good down the stretch. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. Uh, for the Vikings, tight end. All the talent in the world, supposedly. Really athletic. Got banged up with some injuries. He's a. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins' offense, quality, talented, receiving tight end. What do we think? Breakout candidate? Yeah. Yeah? I believe in him. I say yes. He's another guy I'm looking at late round targets for a tight end, possibly. Like he, had, he could have some good games. Uh, right. Falcons, Drake London, rookie wide receiver, superstar. Yeah. yeah. He's been good so far. You believe <laughs> I mean, do they have a clear – who's their quarterback? Uh, from what I've heard, it's going to be Mariota. Right. Oof. Yeah. But apparently Mariota looks good. Sometimes guys go to the bench for a couple of years and they come back and they're like, mm, he's looking better. It's so, like that come to Jesus talk. <laughs> they need it. <laughs> um, Drake London. So you buying into him? You would you consider oh. drafting him? Yeah, yeah, I like him. I think it's um, well worth the risk. If anything, yeah. you still have him as a flex option, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right. The breakout candidate for the Panthers is Terrace Marshall, really young guy. He's like their third wide receiver. They're high on him. He's supposed to be really good. I'm not buying the Panthers offense outside of McCaffrey and their DJ Moore, but I don't know. That's my feeling on it. He was the the guy listed as their breakout candidate. No, yeah, whatever. All right. Uh, Chris Olave with the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like him too. I want to. I want to hear you guys say it. Better season fantasy, more points or less points than Michael Thomas this year? Chris Olave. You take the over on Olave. I don't even know if Michael Thomas is actually playing yet. I need to see him in uniform, and then I will believe you. <laughs> okay, I'm taking Michael Thomas over. Uh, you are. That's so surprising. Oh, I would oh, never oh, imagine. Yeah, it's I so crazy. Do that. <laughs> um. Over one of the greatest college wide receivers in history. Yeah. No, I think they're both going to be really good, actually. I think both those guys are going to be quality picks in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, somewhere around that range. I think they're both going to be like flex worthy candidates. Um, I like as long as James stays, stays healthy. Russell Gage with the Bucks. Do we like Russell Gage? Like a little Russell Gage with uh, Tom Brady? I don't know. It's his first year. I think it takes a while to like get in the Brady system. Mm-hmm. Lonnie, Bayern. remind me Russell Gage. Uh, Falcons filled in for Calvin Ridley, balled out when all. Oh right, 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 right. Baller last year, dude. He was he was big time. And the Bucks receiving core is mm, a little bit. They're all good, but they're banged up a little bit. He's healthy. He's young. He's fast. It's Brady. 
It's Brady. You know? I say yes. He'll get him the ball. If he's hoping, he'll get him the ball. All right. Last division. Uh, we've got the NFC West. Marquise Brown or Rondale Moore for the Cardinals? Remember, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first six games. Which one of those guys do you like to break out? Rondale Moore or Marquise Brown? Brown Second probably. year. Hmm? Brown, I think. He's Brown. due for it, man. He had a he had a really good start and then, I don't know, sophomore slump, I guess. So like, and he's back with his college quarterback. So mm, he is back with his college quarterback. I like Marquise Brown. I like that. Um, Rams, Cam Akers. Yes. Yes. 100% yes. Um, Niners, Trey Lance. Yes. Yes. Oh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're not sure. I'm not about guaranteeing that. it. I don't know. I still think Trey Lance might need another year, Bake. <laughs> mm, okay. I think this is his year. You think he needs another year? I think this is his year. He breaks out. He's ooh, he's an interesting one. Where are you looking at Trey Lance in the draft, potentially? Uh, hmm? I don't trust him. Yeah. I would, take, you know. I would take Trey Lance if maybe if I got, but then like some, like an insurance pick, like a cousin's yeah. insurance pick, you know? Cause yeah, I don't trust him, but what if he is the next Mahomes? You know, yeah, you see him start to ball out. Yeah. Remember, Mahomes wasn't drafted his his first year in most fantasy drafts. He wasn't picked up until like week two. Uh people watched week one, they're like, oh shit, I need to get him. Um, Trey Lance, I think no, I think he'll be on someone's roster. And last breakout candidate for the Seahawks, we got either Kenneth Walker, the third, the running back, rookie running back, or Noah Fant. There, Walker, big time. Walker, yeah, I actually, I, monster in college. I I'm going to go with Fant in this one because Rashad Penny is supposedly going to. I mean, they're, they're again a timeshare probably backfield, but Rashad Penny had a like nasty finish to the season. So, and I think Noah Fant is going to just be that guy with a struggling offense with questionable quarterback play. Noah Fant is always open and ready to go. So, all right, well. This is gonna. This was a good one, guys. I'm ready. I'm ready for our draft. We are gonna be drafting 5 p.m. on Sunday. I'm very excited about, it. and then we'll podcast the next day so we can break down our whole draft picks and all that good stuff. Um, I'm to get my calendar oh, now. So oh, I gotta we pause. have our first question of the year. Hmm. All right, Wizzy Jefferson. We got to do our first question. We got to answer the first question. Um, thank you for writing in, Wizzy Jefferson. And he's his question is: Do I take Jefferson at five. So his his handle is Wizzy Jefferson, but he's talking about um what's his name? Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Five. Would you take Justin Jefferson at five? Lonnie, we're talking about one pick after you. Let's say four running backs go off the board. Are you looking Jamar Jefferson or Justin at the Jefferson? number one wide receiver off the board? No. Mm. Jefferson at five. I'll tell you what, Wizzy, I think you can't. You're not going to – you can't lose by taking Jefferson at five. I think he's consistent. He's going to put up big numbers. Bigger than Devontae Adams, bigger than Jamar Chase, bigger than uh, Cooper Cup. Cook. Come on, Justin bro. Elker. I would probably take Cup over Jefferson, but he could easily end up – here's the thing. Jefferson could easily end up as the wide receiver one in fantasy. Easily. I think Jefferson and Cup are on the same level, though. Yeah, me too. And I think they're both one A, one two. If and here's the thing, Jeff. If you're, a, I see his his logo is a is a Vikings logo. I get it. I get it. I get it. If you want to root for your guy, but, but I don't know, do man. It. 
What if and, Dalvin okay, Cook? It's not, I don't think it's that much of a reach from the fifth no, spot. But not you reach are at all. reaching. So, no, I mean, go for it. Yeah. It's not terrible. No. If it's PPR, sure. Um, I wouldn't do it. But Dalvin Cook, if it's not PPR, I might, I might go Dalvin Cook over Jefferson. Depends on how many guys are in your league, honestly, man. If it's a 10-team league, yeah, go for Jefferson. You'll get a running back. Uh, if it's a 12-team league, I might lean more towards Dalvin Cook if you want to get a Viking. But um, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching Wizzy Jefferson. And we will be back every Monday night for everybody who's watching and listening. We're going to be doing this every Monday at 6 p.m., around 6 p.m., close to 6 p.m. We'll be live uh, giving you guys updates. Um, and throughout the entire season, we'll be breaking things down. Thank you again. Good to see you guys. Uh, I will see you on the draft boards on Sunday. Can't wait. All right, fellas. All right. Okay. Oh, did you guys have any shows to promote? I, for, I forgot that. Upcoming uh, shows? Yeah, I got some. I got one Friday. Uh, I forgot. Dylan? Facile. Uh, Facile oh, show. Post about uh, it. Check out my Instagram. Creole Garden. Oh, yeah. You can yes. follow us all on Instagram, too. Um, which we're all, if you follow fantasy T on Instagram, you can also find all of us on Instagram for comedy shows. Lonnie, you got anything? No, nothing, nothing. Big. Okay. I'm doing uh, Oh, I'm in Cape Coral. If we have any listeners in Cape Coral Thursday night, I'm on a show over there. At Anthony's on the Boulevard. And then I'm going to do a fossil show on Saturday. So you're doing a show on Friday, Vital. I got a show on Saturday, the uh, spill the beans comedy show in Fort Lauderdale. Load nice. up. Ooh, yeah, it's a busy week. Good week. All right, cool. I will see you guys later. Have a great night. Good one. I'll see you guys.